conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. morning. Yeah. Little technical difficulties this morning, which is why you have a different background, but yeah. Living the brand nonetheless. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Mine's uh, Did your hoodie ever come in? No, still not. No, I'm sorry. I don't have a cup. I don't have a hoodie. Well, come on. Oh, man. I'm dropping the ball. I got to get. We see who the favorite is. I know. But I got paid more for that. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, no. Well, uh, yeah, that's... I got uh, paid in crypto. You, Michael? Uh, No, cash. (laughs) 
I get paid in the NFTs now, so I guess uh, I guess it speaks volumes on on what we're charging our sponsors. Just kidding. Bitcoin will. Yeah, Bitcoin. 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 <laughs> it's what the newest coin. Yeah. Well, hey guys, uh, exciting stuff. I was sick all week last week, so uh, that was nice and getting to see Looking you. Beautiful Amish as ever. Well done. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go away. My barber is gonna take care of this bad boy uh, Wednesday, so. I'm excited to uh, clean up a little bit before Miami because Miami's going to be good. Um, awesome. Anything new and exciting with you guys? I know we have quite a few things to cover today. We have an awesome guest who's going to help educate us on crypto, blockchain, all the stuff that we have no idea what's going on, um, but would love to just see what's new. Yeah. Before we jump into the future of payments and currencies uh i was at ces at the future of technology last week and there are a lot of vehicles that are coming out that will be electric so tesla's in for some competition soon um for better or worse and the let's see the the themes that that i saw in uh in Vegas where there's endless amounts of IOT platforms, clocks, thermostats, motion sensors, window sensors. There's not a whole lot of brand new innovation on that side, which is kind of mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious, and this can be a topic for another day, but you know, we we talk about in, as an industry climate quite a bit with uh, as it relates to tr- travel and tourism. I'm waiting for an electric plane to come out because that'd be pretty sick. Electric cars are are awesome, especially Teslas. So, Elon Musk, if you're listening, uh, can't wait to see your. I know he does. Airplane. He does always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Well, if there's an electric plane. Um, then we need to do a podcast not only on a train, a bus, and now uh, an electric plane. So that will be our list for 2022. But um, anyways, let's jump into a, a quick... Uh, you want to do What's With The Noise today, Golden? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, let's do a What's With The Noise, and we'll jump into a message from our sponsor, uh, Breezeway, hashtag uh, forward slash GMH. And then uh, we'll do uh, welcome our guests. So let's jump right into it and see grandma. I don't think that was Betty White, but if it was RIP, you were legend. Um, This past, I, I guess this month, really 10 days. We haven't seen an IPO in travel yet, but Saunders is going to fix that pretty soon. Uh, there's reports that Saunders IPO, the long awaited, it's been announced since the middle of last year, but the long awaited listing should happen in the next week or so. So congrats everybody at Saunders. Keep on building. Uh, excited to track what you guys do long-term. But congrats here in the immediate future. Enjoy it, but uh, but don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Um, all right, 
Well, that's that for what's with the noise. Now let's hear it from our amazing sponsors, Breezeway. And then we're going to rec, uh, not recommend. We're going to welcome uh, Luca onto the stage to join us on the conversation of crypto, blockchain, all this stuff that, again, like I said, I have no idea about. So this is going to be very interesting and I'm very excited to learn more. So let's jump in. Oops, wrong video. Meet Breezeway the leading platform for property care and cleaning operations. Built to coordinate, communicate, and verify all the work done at each property so you can deliver a better experience to guests and owners. Breezeway syncs your property data and reservations into one user-friendly dashboard, taking the guesswork out of scheduling jobs to the right person at the right time. Teams in the field use mobile checklists to get their work done letting you monitor issues and progress in real time, giving you confidence that every job is done right and every property is clean, well-maintained, and ready. Smart tools to make complex work much easier. Best of all, Breezeway integrates with dozens of PMS systems and IoT devices so you can optimize your property service programs without switching the systems you already use. Nice. Breezeway has an entire messaging platform, too, for texting automated service updates, communicating with guests and residents, and offering additional services like extended stays. Delivering quality property care and service is challenging. Breezeway has you covered each step of the way with tools like detailed owner reporting, safety inspections, and inventory tracking. You'll drive more service revenue, save thousands on operation costs, and boost client satisfaction. It's time to power your property care with Breezeway. Go to breezeway.io to learn more. Not just breezeway.io, it's breezeway.io forward slash GMH. GMH. Um, very exciting. Okay, so thank you, Breezeway. We love you guys. If you're watching, I know they like to watch the replays. Um, so now let's okay, welcome... And one, one more quick comment on, on Breezeway. So technology platform is all fantastic, but you know, so many of us in hospitality appreciate good quality people and Breezeway has a top-notch team. So I want to point that out on top of their technology. It's a, a great company full of great people. I agree with that statement. A lot of good people there and uh, they, they love us and we love them. So it's a great relationship and yeah, can't complain with that at all. Um, let's, we've kept our guests waiting long enough though, and we got a couple live viewers on this morning. So I'm very excited to welcome Luca, who's going to join us and tell us about, again, all these things that we need help on. So let's <laughs> welcome onto the show here. Luca, Hi, welcome everyone. to the podcast. Good morning. Hi. How are you today? Uh, fine, thank you. Good. Well, Thanks. hey, you, you've heard me backstage mention that we know nothing about crypto about five different times. And I, I and think I might be the only one that, that actually holds any crypto. No, that's oh. incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, well, I have, I, you I, have a, I have a Ethereum and a couple others, so nothing too, <laughs> nothing too I crazy. Them. <laughs> but my Luca, wallet, how long um, ago you bought your first cryptos? You 2013. Okay, so you've been in it for a while. Yeah, okay. very, very early. Okay. Yeah. I hope you held it for 400 dollars. Do you still hold Bitcoin? I do. Okay, smart man. Yeah. I 
I I got nothing fancy. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's only about you know it's all, all right. it's all gone down. Nothing uh nothing great. I've you know only lost a lot of money since joining and doing it, but no big deal. Uh, okay, so Luca, I would love it if you could give us. Maybe let's go into a couple quick things. If you can, like, if you had to sit down a fifteen-year-old kid and tell them what blockchain is and crypto and talk and to Will, stuff. explain it to Will. <laughs> yeah, explain it as if yeah. I'm so dumb and so new to all. Who's six-year-old kid? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's yeah, <laughs> probably knows more than me. This is very generational. <laughs> the, the, the young generations are in, um, and the six years old. Yeah, there, probably there's a way. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think the best way to explain crypto today is to give it a different name. Uh, la last year we switched from crypto to Web three because Web3. it actually encompasses much more what this is all about. So you have to see crypto as a new layer of the internet, right? We we all live on the internet. We all use the internet, and the internet is a series of protocols, right? Which is basically software which is open and distributed. So crypto is using the same basics, right? It's not proprietary software. It's not some, some company is trying to sell you. It's something which is just out there and it's open. So crypto, you have to visualize it on top of the internet and below everything else we do in the internet. And another way to see it is to consider crypto simply a big upgrade of the internet itself. And that's why you can't really escape it anymore because it's not change, It's not an app which is coming or a company which is offering a service. It's changing the very fabric of the internet that we all use for, for better or for worse, right? So I think in this moment, January 2022, it's really important to start understanding this is not about payments. This is not about speculation. It's much bigger than that. It's about the whole internet, basically. And what does it add on the internet? It owns, it adds ownership. Now, see it this way. And, and I'm paraphrasing here uh, Chris Dixon from, uh, what's the name of this company? Andres Horowitz, right? These big, big investors in Silicon Valley, right? So web one was the web of reading. We could only read. It was very hard to write on web one. Talking about beginning of 2000, right? Web two, the web we live in today, is web. Uh, sorry, read and write. We all write things on social networks or anywhere else. Web three is read, write, own. Because on Web three you can own stuff, right? And to explain this with an example is, if you wonder if you like, what do you actually own today on the internet? Like something which actually belongs to you. Um, like you have an account in, in, a, in an OTA, it doesn't really belong to you. You have an account in social networks, it doesn't belong to you. And when I say it doesn't belong, I mean that they could shut it down tomorrow anytime and you had no records, right? So mm -hmm. that means that we do not own these things, we are renting. On the web today, we are renting from platforms. And you know the fact that these platforms are so powerful and so rich is the consequence of the fact that they own everything and we own nothing. Now, if you're a company, you probably own your database, okay? Mm -hmm. And the only thing which is visible is the domain name. So if you have a company, your domain name belongs to you, right? Because there are third-party companies which guarantee your ownership. But other than that, not much more. In Web3, you own everything. You own your account, 
you own your reviews, you own your listings, you own everything. You you own your money, your coins, and you you own your NFTs. So it's the web of the ownership, in short. And it's changing. In my opinion, it's going to change a lot of things. So it's really really interesting. And uh, yeah, it's a good time to get it's, ready for it's, that. It's a question it's I like to ask, like to ask people, people is, is if Airbnb Air- shuts off, totally shuts down tomorrow, what happens to your business, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just, their mind is blown by that question, but it's not likely to happen, but it's also not impossible to happen. You know, in, in Cuba, Airbnb just got shut down, right? because of embargoes against Cuba and the American government. Like it could happen to anybody for whatever reason, right? In Australia, they're all locked down like prisoners. And, you know, it, it, there are things that can be a, a massive disruption or detriment to your business, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's an interesting concept of like owning your own platform and I know there's companies like D Travel that are that are now um, starting to come to light. Do you know much about them or or other yeah, platforms that are doing yes. fully Web three? Sorry, what was the question? Uh, can you maybe explain or elaborate more on companies like D Travel and other Web three okay. uh, OTAs, well, and then the benefits of working with them versus you know traditional OTA? Okay, so b- before that, about Airbnb, shut it down your account. This is not the real issue, as you're saying, because the probabilities are very low. Yes, it can happen, but I wouldn't, you know, change com- everything in my business because maybe Airbnb is going to shut me down, yeah. especially if there's no easy alternative. But what's really affecting our bottom line is that because there's no alternative to OTAs, they, ha- they have this extreme power, which converts in a lot of extraction of value extraction, basically. So yes, they're not going to close our accounts, but today we are paying too much for these services. I mean, orders of magnitudes too much, in my opinion. So the moment there's an alternative, they can they they have to kind of come down a little bit, give, give a bit more space to our um, demands, and then everything becomes more balanced. So that, that's about Airbnb. About D-Travel, uh, it's a very interesting experiment. So let's part, let's start from um, a fact. There's no centralized or decentralized projects in, in crypto. It's a range. So the most decentralized project probably is Bitcoin because there's no company and nobody is the owner of Bitcoin. And still it's not 100% decentralized. You know, if a certain number of people decide, they could change things in the code and and, and change the very nature of, of, of Bitcoin. But to date, it's the most successful decentralized company, sorry, project, and it's worth over a trillion dollars. So it's up there with the big platforms, like, you know, Airbnb is worth less than Bitcoin, and Apple is more is worth more than Bitcoin, but we're there, right? And this was completely, it was created really from the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other end, the other side of this, range you have the very centralized companies like facebook airbnb booking etc so where is the travel in this range uh it is in my opinion on the on very close to the centralized companies so it starts centralized and it it starts adding some elements of the centralization which are mostly the tokenization which means you can own tokens 
in their business, which means you it's like having a bit like uh, shares. Uh, shares a little bit. Uh, so you're not only uh, a host or a guest, you're also a, so a, a stakeholder. You're a shareholder a little bit. And um, and they also are they're talking about DAOs, which means decentralized autonomous organization, which basically means let the community decide things, right? But this, I think, is still at the theoretical level. So when you hear something like the travel or Travala, which is close to them, I think is the mother company, yeah. consider them... As, as company are trying to do what can be done today because you can't do much more than what they're doing. Why? Because there's no adoption. You need wallet adoption. You need people to have wallets connected to the browsers and then you can actually decentralize. So Hey, Emmanuel, what are you doing in this episode? Did I forget a meeting? Hey, Will. No, we don't have a meeting, but I love tuning into the recording, so I figured I'd hop in. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, since I got you here, do you mind sharing some stuff about Jetstream? Ever since our episode on Slick Talk, we get tons of questions about you and, of course, Jetstream. Of course. I'd love to share. Anything specific? Well, I keep getting asked, what's the difference between Jetstream and any other service or tech in the vacation rental industry? My simple answer is that Jetstream isn't just the tech you need but it's the people too. Am I close? The short answer is yes. You see, maybe you're a short-term rental operator or a realtor or an investor. If you have an interest in short-term rentals and hospitality, you're looking for the most efficient way to either enter the industry or streamline your operations. You've got two options. Option one, the hard one. You find a PMS, hire staff, learn the tools, figure out OTA distribution, train yourself, train your teams, price your product, deal with customers, and you do everything yourself. Option two, partner with Jetstream. Jetstream is a complete solution that maximizes your revenue in the short-term rental industry without increasing your fixed costs. Jetstream handles everything. So I don't need to sign up for vacation rental software or worry about distribution headaches. And what about branding? What if operators love their brand and name? Do they have to give that up in order to be powered by Jetstream? Absolutely not. Deathstream does all of this white labeled under your brand name, everything. You focus on delivering on-site guest delight and growing your inventory, Jetstream handles the rest. And to make it even easier for your listeners and anyone else who stumbles across this podcast, anyone who mentions code SLICKTALK50 will receive 50% off the first three months. All right, coming in big with the 50% off for our listeners. Well, hey... Emmanuel, I just want to say thank you so much for shedding some light on the power of Jetstream and being such a great industry partner. I do have to get back to this episode, though, but let's get together soon for another virtual happy hour. First round's on me. Sounds good, Will. See you soon. Yeah, they're not completely centralized. They're not completely decentralized. They are somewhere, I wouldn't say in the middle. I think they, they are trying to get to the middle. Um, and it's all about getting there, getting from centralized to decentralized, right? So it's a very interesting experiment in that regard. But do not judge Web3 based on a company like the Travel because they have this limit yeah. depending on the, not on them, but on the adoption of wallets. Well, I was so just going to ask, sorry, I was just going to ask because the fact that you brought up wallets brought, had a question that I was thinking about this morning. 
And that was if okay, it's so like for me, I'm just now getting used to Apple Pay and Apple Wallet and like all these like virtual payments you know, options that have always been there, but I was just super hesitant to to really get on board with. I'm just now getting used to this. Is this the same thing for people when it comes to crypto wallets and other things like that? Um, you know, is that adoption sl- still really slow or is it jumping faster than what we kind of saw with, you know, Apple Wallet and all the other stuff that kind of started happening with, with payment? We had a big jump this, last year because of NFTs. So many artists saw the potential and they they did the effort to get a wallet and connect it to go on OpenSea, for instance, to sell their art. Uh, I think we are well, we haven't seen any exponential adoption yet. So we are we are still at the beginning of the exponential curve. But I think that once this starts, we go from 5% of people to 50% pretty quickly, as with everything in, in tech, right? It's, it's always an S curve. So, and it's difficult to understand where we are. Certainly, we've seen that when Web3 gives you a good reason, you, you make the effort, right? And artists were the last ones we were expecting to be onboarded because we were always, always talking about crypto as money, Bitcoin is money. And then DeFi, which was this financial thing on the web tree. And and then NFTs exploded and all the artists came in, which was crazy to see. And and actually, we need artists. We need people who can do, think about design because it's still too hard for most people. And I would say it's not actually hard. It's, It's not too hard if you have an incentive, but people do not have an incentive, right? If you are in travel, there's no real good incentive to learn these things today. What can you do after you've done it? Not much, right? But when the incentive is there, people will, will adopt it. So I'm pretty well, sure. But this, is, <clears throat> but this is still like the friction part because, for example, like I have a MetaMask like application now. You see, for example, the coinboys of the world make it pretty easy to buy uh, to buy coins and sell coins, right? And you can see, I think for artists now, you can see platforms like an OpenSea where they can sell their art. I think they raised some money a few days ago. I think they're worth now, is it 10 billion or something? It's crazy uh, if you see the value now for this marketplace. Isn't it because, and it's the same wheels at the K, as soon as I use Apple Pay, it's become easier. I think this is this friction part still, if it becomes easier to use, for example, or crypto, or it's easier to use, for example, to build your NFT and upload it like OpenSea is doing. Is that the really depending, depending as well of the, the, the success of NFTs or crypto? Because as soon as, for example, Airbnb announced, for example, they will accept crypto. Yeah. Um, you can see it's a taken massive jump into uh, payments by crypto, probably. Or the and Tesla did announcement some time ago. Then after a few days, they stopped actually with accepting crypto because of the gas fees. You think it's still depending as well of the, uh, the, the the friction part, so it becomes easier to pay with your cryptos or using or selling an NFT than actually became mainstream. So that's why I got into Apple Pay because it became so much easier for me to use it, right? Every coffee shop that I go to, every shopping center I have, uh, wherever I've gone shopping, it was easy as a tap of a button right there. And kind of like what Michael was just saying, you know, with uh, Chesky tweeting this out, saying that crypto payments was the top suggestion for them to launch something in 2022. Um, I, same question goes right back to you, Luca. Yeah, it's both things. Is uh, It is not easy to install a MetaMask wallet. Um, and at the same time, it's really easy because actually the steps are very, very simple. The hard part is to keep your money safe. So because you're given a, a seed phrase, which is like a password, 
And if you lose it, you lose the money. That's the hard part. Creating the MetaMask wallet is not too easy. And we had proof, sorry, not too hard. And we had proof with artists getting in. Um, so we have this, the, the, the incentive has to be bigger. So Airbnb could bring a big incentive for people to onboard on Web3. And at the same time, it has to get easier. You know, the UX could be much better and it's going to be better. So you have these two things getting, getting in the middle, right? Uh, I would give a suggestion to anybody working in travel. Do not wait until it's easy because the easier it gets, the less opportunity you have. So as the curve of, you know, how easy this goes down, the opportunity goes down too. So make the extra effort and, and you're going to see many opportunities for your own business, in my opinion. Two, two questions, Luca. One, is this the dot-com opportunity of my generation's lifetime and two in 10 years what did what do you think this looks like in terms of opportunity i think is maybe 10 times bigger than the dot-com opportunity because wow. uh or even more um because i into i was there in the dot-com era and it wasn't an opportunity um until later, I mean, until we, until it, it was proven itself. So the internet had to prove itself. Mm. So you could try and believe in it. And, uh, but you didn't know where this was going, but now this is the internet. We know the internet is an incredible beast, which eats everything. Mm. And it's pretty clear to see that the internet is changing and it's going to change again. So this time we don't have the risk of saying, yeah, this guy, this thing is going away. This thing is not going away. If you deep, deep, Sorry, if you dig deep enough into Web3, it doesn't take long before you say, okay, this is not going to go away. It's not just a fad. It's over 10 years old already anyway. So uh, so it's a bigger opportunity because the risk is much lower, in my opinion. And 10 years, uh, it's always, you know, um, it's easy to say where this is going, relatively easy to say where this is going. It's always hard to time it, you know. But 10 years from now, I would say most experiences in, in the web are going to have some elements of web tree uh, explicit explicit or or not explicit like behind the scenes but yeah i would say like ev almost everything like like today there's a few websites which are not from the web one era they are everything is like web two so i would say 10 years is enough time to let this go mainstream yes but luca you have bitcoins right if you could spend your bitcoins in Airbnb, would you use them or say you would keep them well, Bitcoin is a specific currency, a uh, specific token coin, right? Uh, I wouldn't spend my Bitcoin. This is more mm -hmm. like a long-term, uh, for me, store of value. And because, uh, you know, I, I got in again when it was $400 and I kept buying all the time. So for me, it's been a great store of value. You can even go, now it's to, it's like $40,000. You can go to $10,000. It's still good for me, right? Yeah. Um, now, of course, the later you get in, the, 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 the higher your risk, right? But I would spend other crypto, yes, because I don't have only Bitcoin. I have many other cryptos. And some of them are called stable coins. Some of them are worth $1 today, $1 last year, $1 in a year from now. So these I can spend, yes. No problem. Hmm. Um, okay. So my random question to you, Luca, would be how do I turn a podcast episode or something like that into an NFT? Is that possible? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, what you could do 
is to say, if you own the NFT, you have access to the podcast. So the NFT becomes like a ticket. And uh, it's, it's one of these things which, you know, today, if you want to give private access to people who paid for you, you have to involve several companies. So the payment company, which is the credit card company, the, the merchant, the bank, and, uh, and then you have to create a system with login and password, which checks if you paid. It's very crowded. It's very complicated. We, we feel yeah. it's easy because it's been done many times and we have already made things. But with an NFT, you can do, you can create your NFT by yourself and you can you create a page by yourself in which you access only if you connect your wallet and the wallet sees that you have the NFT. And you do this at zero cost. And the buyer of your of your podcast episode is going to be much more prone to buy the episode because after listening to it, you could sell it to somebody else, right? So that would be an example, yeah, to give access through NFTs. I don't say this I is guess. a good idea. I mean, just say this is one potential <laughs> thing. I can well, see well, we thinking. Let's launch the NFT of Good Morning Hospitality. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. You can put find royalties, out. right? You yeah, can put it in the same percent or any fee, yeah, they're going to resell it. So you make money if they're going to yeah. resell it, right? You can say yeah. every time it's resold, I want to get 5%. And... I will find our most listened to episode and that will become our biggest NFT ever. <laughs> Another way to, to use NFTs is to give uh, is to give, use this protocol called POAP, Proof of Attendance Protocol, in which anybody who listens to your NFT, sorry, to your podcast gets a free NFT as a badge for, for having listened to it. And some people are already saying uh, this unboxing thing what I read. So you can buy an NFT and then you're unboxing another, another NFT. This is a bit Say kind of the same. I saw, I recently saw that like you're buying the NFT, you're boxed NFT. So you don't know what's inside and then it's going to be unboxed. This is the same kind of oh, ID. You, no, this is different. Uh, oh. Like suppose that I'm you. I'm pretending if I understand it. So, okay. <laughs> you, you give <laughs> a proof of attendance NFT to anybody who's, who's seen your podcast. Okay. And so they can use it as a badge for saying, I have followed that lesson. And it could become the next curriculum. Some people are saying in the future, they, they, they're going to look at your address, your, your wallet address, to see where you've been, what, what kind of lessons you learned to, to judge you for, for giving you a job, right? So instead of LinkedIn, where you write things and nobody knows if they're true, you have these proofs that you actually have. Uh done it of course if they're being purchased then they become invalid so it's programmable so there's not an easy answer we can do many things we can do many good things and many stupid things we're gonna do many stupid things in while we experiment right but it's programmable ownership we never had this before it's a new primitive for the internet that makes it exciting when when are we gonna see web like is web3 gonna be like a thing like we're all gonna log into google and it's all of a sudden gonna be super changed or like how how are we all going to know that it's here? That's kind of a, a big question um, for me. You're going to know like, when it's here when most of your of the websites where you log in, there's going to be a new button. One button is login, and you have three kinds of logins: web one, email and password, right? Mm -hmm. Web two, go, login with Google, login with Apple, login with Facebook. Web three, login with your wallet. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you're going to see login with your wallet. And, and the, once you've done it, you understand how powerful this is because you, you go in a new website, you don't have to create a new account or ask for Facebook to manage your, you know, your account. Because then you lose Facebook, you lose every other website. 
you click a button and you sign a message, which means you click another button and you're in. Your identity stays with you. You have access to the website and then you leave. That's it. The website doesn't have your account. You have your own account. But is it so secure? Because if I have to can log in with my, for example, my Google account, I'm always sophisticated. I just have to give permissions and everything. The other hand, now I've got a MetaMask on my computer. If I soon have to log in with this account, you might be concerned they have access directly to the coins or to the, the currency you have stored there. You, you can you, you can have different wallets. You, you can have a specific wallet only for your logins on, on business-related okay. activity. And then you have another wallet for your personal stuff. And then another, and they can be empty without money, right? Mm-hmm. Completely separated. I'm not saying it's, it's safe because you can lose your keys and you lose access to these things. So we, we are seeing new kinds of wallets where there's social recovery. Like if you lose it, somebody you know can help you. They have a part of the of the seed phrase, so we're not there yet for the mass. If tomorrow it's mass adopted, we're gonna have trouble, right? Mm. We're gonna have people losing access. But again, I'm I'm not shouting from the roofs. Everybody go on Web three. I'm saying there's a great opportunity yeah. if you are uh, attentive enough, smart enough, careful enough. This is an incredible opportunity. The, so the masses will come later. Broadly speaking, this is an incredible opportunity. If you were to advise the three of us, what's the one thing we should do today? What's the one thing we should do today? Uh, you're going to have to listen to my podcast, but I don't want to shield. <laughs> uh, I will go, okay, let me think. The, the, hmm. Download MetaMask. Done. Okay. Check. You, it's, a, it's a browser. <laughs> Create a wallet. This is completely free. Okay. And... Um, and then maybe you can play with uh, with OpenSea. Go on OpenSea.io and uh, and look around. You won't be able to do anything unless you you get some tokens. Um, but you already you know you're gonna log into a website with Web3 for the first time, maybe if you haven't done it before. And if you go on the, if you choose the blockchain Polygon on OpenSea, you can buy NFTs for a dollar. Okay, so you don't have to spend money. Just test but this I done, Luca. I just made a MetaMask. I have OpenSea. I created an NFT. Okay, but I'm still yeah. poor. So how can I think a different <laughs> question? Of Michael G was how can we become rich? <laughs> I think that was okay. Look, <laughs> where is in, the opportunity? All my life, besides, I besides a login, I don't, I don't need more login. I just get a login. How I need? What do I? What do I do today to be filthy rich in ten years? All right, all right. or it's next week. Question with an easy answer. It, it, it's not that hard to be rich in ten years if you get the web tree today. Okay. Um, you have to understand the basics, right? So you have to experiment. You have to take this not as a speculating opportunity, but as a, like, accept the fact that this is going to be mainstream. And the, the more you learn, the more advantage, the more hedge you have over the others. Yeah. So it's like a race started. It start before the others. It's still early, but it, it could be not early a year from now. And... Um, and then you, you are in trouble. So get into trouble. Try to understand what's going on over there. Uh, if you buy a token when it comes out for a dollar, maybe in 10 years, it's going to be a $1,000. That would be hard. I mean, I bought tokens in January, which were worth $2, and they, they went to $100, $200. Uh, 
and I bought many went to zero at the same time, right? So it's not that hard if you have this long time frame. You know where it gets hard? When you have a short time frame, you want to get rich quick. This, yeah. that, and 10 years is quick. Sell, no, like, so long, know. 10 years. I will be great. Yeah. So that, yeah. no, yes, <laughs> long term, you buy a few tokens. Even if you see they grow up, you sell a bit, always keep a little bit. It shouldn't be too hard in 10 years to, to multiply this, right? Especially if you focus on not on the hype, not what's happening and everybody's talking about. Like, you know, Elon Musk talks about Dogecoin, best time not to buy it, right? <laughs> but if something happens in the travel industry and, you you know, a company you know is getting a Web3 and you know they're serious people and you can spend 100 euro for buying some tokens and you hold them for 10 years, okay, it's this very, very big uh, asymmetrical opportunity. You can go to zero, you lost 100 euro, or you can go up 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times. Why not? It happens yeah. all the time. Right? So, yeah. Long-term view is easy in crypto and it's really hard. In, in the short-term view, is, is it kills you very, very easily. Well, we had a nice chat a week ago, Luca. I was like, okay, Bidroom has a membership. It doesn't make any sense to sell our Bidroom membership in the future as an NFT. Well, then you also shared something. You're working on a cool NFT project. I think we are running out of time, but maybe it's pretty cool to actually share this. Yeah, we are. So we, when you work in Web3, if you really want to do the, the centralized thing, you try to create public goods. You try to create stuff everybody can use and everybody can own, right? So we were thinking we are going to experiment with one kind of NFT uh, specific for the travel industry where you don't actually buy it. We don't sell it. You, you just mint it, which means you write it on the blockchain, okay? And uh, this NFT is going to cost you about $50 maybe to mint it because you pay not to us, but the, the Ethereum network. And uh, we are going to do 10,000 of them. And these are completely random black NFTs with text on it. And the text describes a person, a traveler, right? So if everybody means one, we have 10,000 addresses, which then we can target as a travel industry. So suppose that there are 10,000 these nfts um online and you want you as a travel company want to target the crypto people there you have them they are for free it's like a mailing list of ten thousand people and you can contact them and maybe attract them toward your business maybe you know giving some 10 percent discount or something or as you you're doing michael free one one year free membership and so what happened is that we create, we created an open ledger of public addresses and each address is a person behind. And this person is interested in travel. He's not afraid to spend $50 for some stupid minting, which, you know, is an NFT, which means they are probably, uh, they can spend a bit of money and they can be in a way contacted. And, um, and so instead of paying Google or Facebook to get access to our potential customers, we have an open, ledger we can simply tap into it so we're trying together to build something which belongs to everybody and that That's i call it all of us. Marketing. i think when so it yeah. goes live will be interesting to discuss it i think me uh, michael and will just look into nfts <laughs> i think we need some maybe support there and let's see if we have an nft uh, in a few months uh, up and running so <laughs> but they are super cool super interesting yeah no very interesting and i'm I'm learning a lot. My wheels are spinning. 
So that's good. I saw your writing for the first time. I saw you writing <laughs> things down well for the first yeah. time. Got the handy dandy notepad right here for it. Um, Luca, I did put your podcast in the comments of this live stream here. We'll also put it in the show notes for anyone who's doing the audio version and not watching the live. Um, you can check out everything in the show notes. And again, we want to say a big shout out to our sponsors at breezeway.io forward slash GMH. And uh, Luca, if you could send any listener or live viewer right now to once one spot where would it be would it be uh your linkedin your website anything like that oh maybe yeah maybe the podcast is the best because it's been done to actually introduce people to this people in the travel industry slowly introduced to this concept so that's probably the best place to go the podcast yeah well i'll make sure it's all tagged in the show notes and gentlemen do you have any more questions for our amazing guests today you've actually helped a lot and again got the hamster wheel turning up here so yeah, That's one so last question questions for Luca. Are, are you part of Hospitality FM? I uh, know, I don't think so. Not yet. We'll get him on there. Hospitality.fm, we'll get you on uh, part of the uh, industry index is what we're calling phase two. So it'll be very good okay. to have you on. Awesome. It's podcast well, 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on 2.0, but Luca's going to help bring it to, to three. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you all again next week.